So a question that I recently got is, can emotional healing actually help to improve your physical health? That's a topic that I am super passionate about, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the Free and Happy Woman Podcast. My name is Teddy. I'm a mind-to-body wellness coach, and my mission is to inspire you to prioritize your health, healing, and happiness. I'm here to remind you that all of this is possible no matter where you are in life. This is the place where you're going to learn how to put yourself first, stop holding yourself back from your own happiness, and get empowered to return home to yourself. Here, we're going to be talking about topics that help you to dig deeper with yourself and create long-lasting emotional healing so that you can create the life that you truly desire. If any of that resonates with you, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm sending you a great big hug for showing up for yourself today. All right, beautiful soul, let's get started. So throughout my career as a wellness coach, I'm always teaching about this very specific concept. It's the mind-body connection. And basically, it's the idea that your mind and your body are literally connected. It's the idea that our thoughts and feelings are connected to what's going on with our physical body. And when the mind is not taken care of, then our body also suffers. So the short answer to this question is yes, emotional health is connected to physical health. And we're going to talk about a few ways how they're connected today. One way emotional healing improves your physical health is as you're healing yourself, your emotional body, then those unexplained aches and pains and tension sort of vanish. Now, I'm not talking about more underlying conditions, serious conditions that can be explained by your health, but I'm talking about those weird random pains or tension in your body that don't really have a reason to be there to begin with. And maybe you've gone to the doctor for physical pains like stomach aches or headaches. Maybe they did a CAT scan and did anything like other things to you and they couldn't really figure out what was wrong. Your doctor just told you, I don't know what's wrong with you. You seem good to go. And they give you a Tylenol and then they send you on your merry way. Those are the types of unexplained aches and pains that I'm talking about. If you go into the doctor, they don't find anything wrong, any real reason why you could be feeling that way. Maybe you eat fairly well and you have these pains or, you know, you've kind of ruled everything else out, right? Um, sometimes this can be due to an emotional thing that could be going on with you. When we hold on to a lot of stress and anger and anxiety and it doesn't get resolved, it doesn't, we don't know how to release that stuff in a healthy way, then it ends up building up physically. And this is how we get those unexplained pains and that weird tension in our bodies that has no real reason to be there. This is how a lot of illnesses and physical things come to manifest is because we end up having a lot of built up emotion, a lot of trauma, and then our immune system kind of gets compromised because it's so busy trying to fight things off because with fight or flight, we're constantly in that mode of fight and we're always on defense, you know, fighting something in our lives and we're never really resting. This is how those things end up manifesting physically. And honestly, a lot of us are carrying around unprocessed emotions. So we're all just walking around with weird stiffness and pains and we don't know what the hell is going on with our bodies or with ourselves because we're just walking around like a hard drive that never gets cleaned. 
Granted, as I said, there can be other underlying conditions and health risks that might be happening that you might need to go and see a doctor for, but once that stuff is ruled out, we can't completely deny that our emotions do have an effect on our body physically. There once was a doctor named John Sarno. Why does this sound like the beginning of a fairy tale? Anyway, he was a well-known professor at the New York University School of Medicine. He made a lot of contributions when it comes to mind-body connection. Basically, his entire practice proved that he could help his clients to heal their physical pain through a method that helped them to recognize their unprocessed emotions. Once they recognized these unprocessed emotions and began the process of releasing them, they realized that their physical pain was also subsiding. Crazy, right? Well, he had the research to back it up. I could talk all day about this concept, but if you wanna learn more in detail about that, I highly recommend checking out the documentary, All the Rage Saved by Sarno. It is mind blowing. It's really good and it goes more into detail about the mind-body connection. So the second way emotional health is tied into physical health is actually two things because they can kind of go hand in hand. But emotional health affects our ability to want to get up and move. If you're feeling sad or depressed, one of the first things you're going to think about is probably not getting up and moving around and exercising unless you've built up that healthy routine and you've built up healthy coping skills. So generally, if you're not emotionally balanced, your first thought is not going to be getting up and moving because you might not even have the energy to do so. And the second part of this is your eating habits. You might not be eating the healthiest when you are feeling imbalanced emotionally. So when you mix not having the energy to move around and work out with not having a healthy relationship with food, then that just ends up becoming a perfect mix for a disaster. Of course, it can contribute to a significant amount of weight gain or weight loss, depending on what exactly your relationship with food is. So here's an example. If you're feeling lonely or you're lacking a sense of community or healthy relationships in your life, these things can contribute to overeating because there's a void that we desire to fill. And feelings of physical fullness can give some people a sense of comfort when they're trying to cope with those feelings of sadness and emptiness in their lives. Basically all the feelings that can be associated with lack. Sometimes we're not even conscious of what we're doing when we are in that state of using food to help with an emotional issue, but then it ends up becoming a bigger problem because you might not be eating the healthiest during these times. And you know, that also can contribute to it. So it's not just the weight gain or the weight loss, but depending on what you're eating or what you're not eating enough of, that can be harmful to your physical health because you are what you eat. When we feel better emotionally, we have more motivation to practice a healthier lifestyle, even during the midst of a storm. Number three, emotional health can impact the digestive system. TMI, this is about to get really personal. You're gonna learn a little bit more about me probably than you wanna know, but I feel like we're here now. I feel like we can talk about this, right? So I struggled with IBS for a couple years in my life. And if you don't know what IBS is, it's irritable bowel syndrome. To keep things clean, no pun intended, IBS is a condition that stops your digestive system from working properly. One of the reasons why I struggled so much with IBS is because I was dealing with a lot of stress and depression, but because my depression was what you would consider high functioning depression, I didn't really even stop to pay attention to it until it put me in the hospital. 
Long story short, the doctor told me to stop eating pasta, gave me a Tylenol, and sent me on my merry way with no follow-up. Had I not gone to therapy and talked about that specific situation, I would have never known what the actual connection was or why I had struggled with IBS for so many years. I probably would have never even known about that connection until way later. When we deal with a high level of stress and anxiety and depression, and we don't have any healthy ways to cope with these things, our ability to digest our food properly gets affected. And one chemical that ends up building up because of stress especially is, you guessed it, cortisol. Cortisol contributes to bloating and it also throws off the balance within your body between the good and the bad bacteria in your gut. And when your gut health is threatened, it throws your mood completely out of whack. And it's this never ending cycle of your gut and your emotions basically playing tag team with each other. Kind of like they're saying to each other, you were unhealthy first. No, you were unhealthy first. And then at this point, your body gets completely overwhelmed and it's just hard to keep track of what is causing what. So as you're healing yourself emotionally, I do highly recommend that you work on your gut health as well because they could be doing this back and forth thing where you're not sure if something is really emotional or if there is a an issue in your digestive system. So clear out your gut, make sure you're eating properly while you're healing yourself emotionally and you're going to see those long-term effects. And then finally, your emotional health actually impacts your hormones. There is a wide smorgasbord of things that happen within your body when your hormones are imbalanced, including weight gain, not being able to lose weight, feeling fatigued, and some more serious health issues. But when you learn how to balance your emotions, your hormones can in turn balance themselves out as well. If you notice any symptoms of hormone imbalance, create some practices that help you to work through your emotions and put yourself on a routine that's easy for you to follow. And of course, throw some healthy foods in there as well. That's all I have for you, my love. I hope you got something out of this video. I hope it was useful and gave you some insightful things to think about. And also let me know what you'd like me to talk about in future videos and podcasts to come. Thank you so much for being here and showing up for yourself today. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I truly hope you got some major takeaways from it that you can start using this week. If this episode resonated with you in any way or helped you in any way, share it with someone that you love. And if you share it on social media, don't forget to tag me because I love seeing how what I do impacts people just like you. Please leave a review on the podcast. That will help me out so, so much. And if you want to learn more about how somatic and embodiment practices can help you to deepen your emotional healing journey and create more long-lasting change in your life, be sure to grab Embody Your Healing. This is a free training that I created that goes more into depth on how to utilize these practices and how they can help you to create those changes that you're looking for so that you can finally heal, find your joy, and build the life that you truly desire and deserve. You'll also receive a free guided embodiment practice that will help you to release emotional baggage and feel more love and joy. The link is in the show notes for you, and I can't wait to hear about some of your insights and takeaways from the training soon. I love you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you soon.